Hey guys, welcome back to the Art of Craftsmanship podcast. My name is Dustin O'Hara, and I'm here with my brother and co-host, Devin. Hello. Hello, Devin. All right. We are out one week from Maker Camp uh, post video, and lots of other things have been happening, including a new Maker Camp video. Devin, what do you got for us today? Modern man is the victim of the very instruments he values most. Every gain in power, every mastery of natural forces, every scientific addition to knowledge has proved potentially dangerous because it has not been accompanied by equal gains in self-understanding and self-discipline. It's a long one. <laughs> um, one more time. Modern man is the victim yeah. of the very instruments he values most. Every ah, gain in power, right. every mastery of natural forces, every scientific addition to knowledge has proved potentially dangerous because it has not been accompanied by equal gains in self-understanding and self-discipline. Okay. So basically like technology and innovation is going faster than we can adjust to it. <laughs> right. And the funny thing is, <laughs> this this book that I, I get a lot of them out of, The Dictionary of Thoughts, I think was, <laughs> it's, uh, let me see when it's printed. It's <clears throat> print date here. Um, it was like potentially like pre-internet. like and... Oh, for sure. It's probably like yeah. the 30s or something. It's, it's oh, old. Man. Yeah. <laughs> or, or maybe what, more. What maybe... What they, what oh, I'm sorry. Now. Sorry. Wait. All right. 61. Okay. Yeah. So there was like the the kind of computers were kind of starting to come around, you yeah. know, with with the space race and stuff, you know, and so it was uh, that the uh, the climb, the intellectual and uh, innovative climb and technological climb was already starting <laughs> to happen. But yeah, and we chase it's, it, but things change quicker than we can adapt. Mm, but yeah. Um, I, I feel like that's a topic that comes up a lot because we're always discussing like this this maker thing and yeah like it's a good thing and or we're all trying to get back we're all trying to slow it down we're like all desperately trying to put on the brakes or, or some right. of them, <laughs> I think the older everyone over thirty is desperately trying to put on the brakes and then kids are just like shut up and move but it's like, <laughs> we're like I don't know this just doesn't seem right does this seem right. <laughs> yeah right yeah yeah that's that uh that balance of what like do you utilize technology and what you're working on or do you not you know and and if you like or how do you balance both right you can't like just turn your back on all, every new innovation but there's a resurgence of the idea and the desire to learn and um and you know keep some of these skills and things that we've known from the past these like hand skills and making and doing uh like blacksmithing like we're in we're in like a golden age of blacksmithing where like tons of people are buying up anvils and doing blacksmithing because they enjoy it because they're doing it for the fun of it not because it's a job right you know? <clears throat> yeah so. if only you could uh go back 20 years and buy up all these things all, all blacksmithing tools and anvils and stuff that would have been the biggest investment like lucrative movement yeah right <laughs> all these tools and things and yeah but yeah. um yeah just in uh i don't know i was i was deciding between that and a, a quote about lies not that that was on my mind but <laughs> who knows I, I just flip over the book and start to to yeah. read that's a good one, though. I mean, I think I think that is so apparent in everyone's minds uh, as makers. You know, we're always thinking about uh, what do you do with the you know the newer technology and how do you incorporate that into stuff you make. Even when I was in college, I was doing um, learning guitar building with a good friend of mine, a couple of friends, and um, and we went and learned from a few different makers who were really starting to push what. Uh, they could do with technology and guitar building. So mm -hmm. using CNC routers and things to cut inlays and do all sorts of crazy stuff in the heads and necks and using computers and using, you know, all sorts of jigs and things to, to do all the work that used to be done by hand and they can do it like, you know, some partially by hand, some with, with you know, machines, some with computers, you know, kind of doing a little bit of everything. And then, um, you know, when that was happening, which was in like 2000 and <clears throat> seven maybe 2008 when i was kind of 
doing that, that was, uh, at that time, the people who were using computers and CNCs and things to cut a lot of that stuff were just starting to get recognized for it, as in, like, the older makers and guitar builders and luthiers were always, like, turned their back on that as, like, you know, that's, you know, for the for the 10 years or 15 years before when it had just started. And then they're all getting older and their hands are hurting and this, you know, they're all starting to turn the corner and be like, huh, <laughs> how does that CNC router work? How does that inlay, you know, machine work that you did all this stuff from? Like, what, can we do some crazy stuff with that? And then they're all, you know, starting to get interested. And that yeah. was, you know, that was like, what, 20 years ago. I feel like uh, a lot of people, they see early <clears throat> development. Excuse me, sorry. sorry. They find they see early developments of stuff and it's not as good, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and then and then someone eventually shows them like, "Hey, no, this is what it can do." And they're like, "Wow, that's right. that's like perfect." Like <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah, they yeah, they see like the first takes, you know. They see people's prototypes and they're like, "I don't want to do that." Right. Yeah. Right. There's um yeah, there's just a balance that everyone's trying to find. What can we use? And I think a lot of it is we are becoming more independent by being able to create things that were mass produced for so long that we just couldn't mm-hmm. create. Right. right. Now there's 3D printing and CNC machines and stuff that can cut out all this stuff. And we don't have to um, we don't have to rely on some big company to do it for us. So that's the good improvement there. Right. That if you have an idea of something, you can build it right away and test it out and look at it and feel it. And, and uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I also like the point of that, that, uh, <clears throat> the quote about like, we're, we're not adapting quick enough for how fast technology is moving. So mm-hmm. we don't, we don't know how to deal with it. So a lot of this is like the technology is moving forward at us at a crazy rate. And then we're, we are reacting to that and figuring out how to how do we deal right. with the repercussions yeah. of technology moving as fast as it is. You know, so like even like <clears throat> a simple example would be students using cell phones in school, right? So they like always have their cell phones or just people in general having cell phones. Like right. how do you how do you combat that? How do you combat this like reliance on technology? Um and you know, use it in a good way. So, like, first, we're like, okay, well, no, no cell phones in school, right? You have to focus. But like, okay, well, but then cell phones actually have some purpose. Like, okay, well, maybe look up, do some research, look something up. Okay, well, now we don't want to do that. So let's let's give all of them a you know a computer or an iPad or something, and then let's put the cell phones away. So we have this like, you know, balance between the benefit and then the you know, the detriment of these things and trying to go back and forth and balance that and just react to it because it's happening so quickly. And it's not like we're, we're not as a society designing these things around what their, their, you know, repercussions could be from making them. It's like, just push the technology forward and forward and forward and out. And then, you know, how far can we go? And then reacting to that. So, yeah. And it's like, it's like we're throwing, an apple at the wall and figuring out what happens after it explodes. <laughs> I was going to say water balloon, but that's too predictable. Yeah. Right. <laughs> An apple, it might just thump down and be okay. Or it might explode. Into a right. <laughs> Depends how ripe it is, but we have yeah. no, we have no choice. We're just trying to cut chop. but um, yeah. yeah. So here we are, but we're doing our thing and technology yeah. allows us to do a podcast at our own homes. Yes, it does, and yep. then and then broadcast it the next day to tens of twenty of people, <laughs> <laughs> thousands of people who listen to it over the hundred and four episodes. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, yeah. no, but hey, we've been growing. I think yep. a little bit. I've been watching slowly but surely. We're getting there. Um, yeah. I was talking to the um, report. No, uh, no. working ants. Yeah, working hands guys. Yep, getting a little um, Keith and Tony. Yeah, getting getting some tips from them and stuff. Having good talks mm-hmm. with them. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah, man. Oh, so uh, speaking of what a modern maker is, let me. What do you think of the uh, the video? You don't have oh, to. Com- you don't. You don't have to just <clears throat> compliment me. I, I want to know because we haven't really <laughs> talked about other than writing back and forth, which is a little funny because. 
you were so busy, you kind of saw it after a lot of other people. Yeah. I right. was like bugging you. I was like, well, you need to respond you to watch some it? people. Did you watch, did you watch it? Yeah. it? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. I, I, I don't think about watching them right off the bat anymore because I'm doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. But with that, like I, although we were, we were asking them the questions, I didn't know the outcome of the video. I didn't know how you were going to edit the video together. You know, we kind of talked about it, but it's different. Like with, with a, a you know, a how to video, I know how it's going to work, right? Because I did all the steps. So I know you're going to clip yeah. down to just a few seconds of each thing and work all the way through from start to finish. You know, there's a progression yeah. that I know it's going to happen. With this, I think you did a great job with uh, pulling different people at different times and doing like the right amount of editing where nothing went on too long or, you know, like you kind of, you kind of captured the right, uh, you captured a succinct feeling for each question, you know? So it had this like really like clean move through each question and a lot of like good answers and like short clips and long clips and similar clips and dissimilar clips. It just had a really nice flow to it. Um, I was really surprised when it ended. I was like, wait, was that all the questions? You know, like I, I saw that it was like 28 minutes long or something, you know, like, okay, yeah, that's gonna. It seems like it's going to be a long video for just watching people talk. Um, but yeah, like I said, it was like when it, when it ended, I was surprised. You know, I was like, did I miss something or like, but no, it was like, I was, you know, you saw them all and yeah, no, it was really good. Um, I think, um, I was worried that like all the additional sound would be distracting, but the mic is so, you know, individually focused that I think that was a good job. You know, there's, there's background sound, which is good. I really like all that background sound because it feels like you're in the middle of things being happening, you know, happening, right. being made. And, uh, like but all the audio is, yeah, really like good. you are, like we did, we were just grabbing people as we walked around. Right. Yeah. And, and just find a that, good like, light yeah, spot. Hey, yeah. yeah. Stand in front of these, these bulbs here. Right, yeah, yeah get some we'll light in your face, and yeah, well, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Uh, it was it was uh, daunting a little bit. Anytime right. we, you know, we doing just like anybody, you're doing a new project, like the whole um, we called is out the window. The uh, formula, yeah, right. The the, we know we know what's to. happening. So I mean, luckily, right. like like we did, we talked about what we wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. And it was somewhat focused. I mean, we knew we would do. We'd ask the question voiceover over some images of the yep. camp, and then have some type of titles, and we did those, and then we would just go through answers. And that was that was a tricky part because, right. But what I did do was instead of clipping everyone at once or every single person going through, I would just pull, you know, the first answer from everybody. Right, and yeah. then slide them all together, and then start to shuffle. Ah, nice. Shuffle okay. around that there. Okay, there's too many of these. Like I told you earlier, um, like these two are similar answers, so I want them together. But then the next time, right. I'll put them far apart. Right, or I'll, I'll yeah. shift them. Just, I think that was the the key was not keeping one flow of thing. Even even though everyone had such great answers, it's because of them that it was an interesting thing to watch but right um yeah. kind of keep change it every time like we'll bunch everyone together on this and then we'll we'll move and then the the only answer that everyone seemed to agree on or not everyone i'm sorry but like the same people three or four people said uh who would you want to meet nikola tesla nikola tesla yeah. <laughs> i was like well, i got a bunch of these together it's funny yeah right tesla it. tesla tesla yeah so i do tesla 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 and then i do everyone's explanations yeah <laughs> But, yeah, that was yeah. that was interesting. Like, it, it must be there must be some book or biography or or documentary or something that's just come out recently. Like, mm. it has to be because that was a lot of people to say that one thing. And I heard other people talking about you know and mentioning Tesla over the over the like you know weekend. <laughs> yeah. So there must have been something. Like, I don't know. I have to like do a little research, but. Uh... <laughs> Like yeah, there was, must be some documentary or some some new articles written about Tesla, and I, I was surprised there was a, a lot of people had really good answers, and yeah. I've like thought about the answers what I would give, and I still I like I, I you know it would have th- thrown me off as well. So yeah, people, people would be like, oh, and then they 
wait for a second and then they'd answer. But most right, people yeah. gave pretty quick answers. Yeah, no, it was it was really impressive. You yeah. know, I think as I think as makers, we think about those type of things, and and um, most people, I think at least in that community, right at Maker Camp, they're all most of them are influencers or some like have some type of following on Instagram or mm -hmm. on YouTube or you know they so they're kind of used to thinking about why they do what they do. Right. It's like, what's the point of all this? Like, why am I doing this? There's a reason, you know, so if someone asked me like, what is a maker? You know, I'd have, a, I'd have an answer pretty quickly for that. I think, you know, as I started answering it, it might change and flow as it goes. But, you know, I think about that also, I'm a teacher, I'm a design teacher, you know, and like, so as an art teacher, a design teacher, I'm always thinking about what those, what we are as artists. You know? yeah. So, but um, but yeah, the other ones like you know, what tool would you be? Like you, you want to think about like your the, your favorite tools first, but then it's like, oh wait, am I my favorite tool or am I, you know, like what tool yeah, shows my that's personality? A hard, yeah, you know? it's kind of yeah. really a lot of those answers. It's like what first comes to mind. They could you could think about it, but it's like a some type of psychological test. Like yeah, uh, <laughs> what like I'm gonna uh, answer just quick and then we like we figure out what kind of person you are by your quick answers but uh, <laughs> what tool would it be yeah and all the like tool the tool jokes oh you're a tool i'm a tool right yeah i put them <laughs> which we kind of put yeah. them at the other front yeah it's like someone's gonna say like <laughs> which oh, we yeah. kind of knew that was gonna come you were like oh now we're gonna get the like i'm a tool answer mm -hmm. you know like <laughs> it was that good was, and yeah, actually yeah. and and to give you some props there was a lot of laughter too right mm -hmm. you're you were good you were a a warm interviewer and you were a, uh, like right. just responding to people is, I think is key, which a lot of people don't think of. They'll just blast right. through the questions and not respond. But I, there was a lot more laughter than I thought there'd be. Nice. I don't remember that much. And then as I'm mm. editing it at the end of a lot of questions, there was laughter. So it was like, I'll just, I'll leave some of that in. Cause that was, that was nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I, um, I didn't really think about that like consciously, but as I was going along, you know, it was, I wanted it to be kind of a conversation, right? So, and then also just talking to people helps them to like give them a second to think through and like push yeah, them forward. Right, right. So trying to do that just to be like, oh, that's great. Or oh, I love that answer, you know, like, cause then that gets them kind of warmed up and excited about it as well. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, you know, some of that's my, like my teacher mentality, you know, trying to push people to move forward, but you know, it was also just me just being a maker, talking to other makers and having fun and being like, oh, that's a great answer, you know, or like, like it was, it, uh, we were talking to Luke and Priscilla and Luke was like, I'm something that's like hard on the outside, but soft on the inside. And it, <laughs> I was like, like a dead blow hammer. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was like, yeah. Yeah. So. And that, and yeah, trying to balance, like not, not everyone got on for all seven. I don't, I don't right. think anyone had all seven questions. Right, right. Because either it was too similar or it's just it didn't flow. Like, so I made sure everyone got on at least two or three times. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but it was um, it was tricky, but I got it done. Um, I'm happy with it. Uh, there was one thing at the end. I had a different piece of music under it, and this is again where the guitar thing comes in. And I had for some reason I had been playing. There's this uh, Avit Brothers song called no hard feelings mm. and it was in a documentary by i forget but um i had seen the music producer rick rubin talk about it and describe this amazing one take song that they had recorded and it's it's on youtube uh, maybe i'll sh show you the link or maybe that'll be my recommendation but yeah right on um super emotional um kind of like end of life song even though they're young but talking about and i think he was going through a divorce all this stuff but it's beautiful him and his brother singing and then at the end of it rick uh uh reuben being really like excited and happy like oh that was awesome guys like what's next and they were so like what's next like we need a minute like they were they'd put everything into it and right. his, his enthusiasm <laughs> was annoying them like, hey like hey man like and then, but he he like he joked about it later on. He's like, I didn't, I didn't know they were in that headspace. I just had right. thought we had captured this amazing thing. Let's keep it going. But anyway, there's that song and that chord pattern. I'd been playing, um, a lot that day because it was fun right. and I was learning it and singing it to my daughter and stuff and having fun. 
and then it worked perfect. That that last little guitar thing at the end, like the more emotional kind of song, like chord chord progression, right? Um, yeah, was is that song? Nice, right on. Yep. I I noticed like halfway through the video, the music start, but I don't know if that was like it actually started or if it if I just didn't notice it and it like got quiet and then started back up and I noticed it. Yeah, who was on? It was like maybe. Uh, Maybe Robert Bliss or something. Oh well, or... yeah. There's actually he he posted something on Instagram saying actually he posted that clip on Instagram. Yeah, he actually reached out to me to ask if that if I if that was okay. You know, he's like I oh, literally yeah. just screenshotted it from from you said I was like of no, course yeah, of go course. ahead man do it yeah. He was like oh it's so cool you know he's like but he's yeah. like it's already he's like I only have like five followers and two of those are my mom so. <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> no no, but um. Yeah, yeah, no, the, there was some music came in on him, and yeah. that was another thing. I was trying to switch up when the music came in. Like, I didn't want to be like, boom, new question, new music, new question, new music. Right. music. Yeah. I wanted to have music, <clears throat> then maybe stop. I think it stops after the first question. Like, okay, here we are. It's, it's you know, it's getting going. And then for the second yeah. one, there might not be any. And then I start a little early. Yeah, I was just trying to, again, I was trying to not make patterns. Right, because then it gets, you know, repetitive and boring. I thought. Yeah, and so yeah, like I said, there was like the yeah, it didn't have that. Like it definitely moved really quickly. I, I definitely noticed a lot of different backdrop backdrops and backgrounds, which I thought was cool. You know, yeah, because that it, was great. Yeah, because that's how Maker Camp is. There are all these weird little nooks and areas and different tents and. You know, mm-hmm. so that was cool. It was cool seeing all the different spots and places and, and, you know, and also us have having done it, you know, live back to those moments, you know, yeah. when you like, when you catch someone walking around, Hey, can we, can we get, you know, can we do an interview? Like when we did, um, uh, what's it, uh, Mooney, you know, when we had Shane and we had him on, he was like walking by and he actually showed us his maker, um, swap, which we talked about last week, which was the, the, the creative dice from, uh, Laura and, oh, yeah and uh simone and uh and so we captured him then and it was like right where we were standing you know just like in the middle of the field heading up to like the wood tent but you know near the blacksmith tent so it was kind of cool like looking back at those different moments and uh you know the the kind of story around them which was interesting yes and we're you know we're patting ourselves on the back but it was you know the people we interviewed it was they were great everyone was really really good and different and insightful and i think there is it's it's uh nice thing to hear all these people's different opinions on it oh there was one more point which i i really liked was um again uh robert bliss mm. and he was talking to tyler or no, who, um wood whisker yeah yes yeah yeah who, um, um isaac's tyler isaac okay yeah yeah and he uh where he he, he does this great whole answer about like buy it don't make it someone else can make it better than you ever could All right. it's a really nice answer and then right after that it's it's uh <laughs> tyler or saying like yeah make it yeah whatever and then there's like and then you see uh robert turn his back and like give the a back little smile <laughs> yeah i was like oh that's great i gotta put these i forget if i i had those reversed i don't know which way i had them but i was right, like yeah that's great to have his answer and then that right back to it and him kind of look like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was every, good because they're, every, they're good. Every, everybody was right. Yeah. Like we thought uh, we we did go into it thinking it's an easy question, especially with makers. Right. Like everyone's just going to say make yeah. it. I thought that would just be the end of the film. Everyone going, make it, make it, make it, make it, make it, make it, make it. Right. Yeah. But oh, I didn't. I didn't guess that people would be so giving. Like, oh well, we also want to buy. We want to support the makers. And uh, right, yeah. What's the uh, the guy the the Baltimore guy the Micah guy? Yeah, John Mullern. Yeah, he, yeah. he was he was cool. Where he he was like, we got to you know, artists have to sort support artists. Makers have to support makers because if we don't, right. no one else will. And that was a great answer too. It's like, yeah, you're right, man. Yeah. Also, when he when we asked him what tool would he be, and he said hands. Like that was good. I actually, I actually forgot he said that. And when I was like, I was like, ah, oh, 
cool. Like that's a great, you know, like that's the tool, especially as like a fine artist, right? A painter or like yeah. a sculptor. We're so used to using our hands to manipulate yeah. the tools. So the, the hands are the tools, you know, it's like drawing, painting. It's all about hand eye coordination and, and making, you know, it's, I was listening to uh, the working hands or I'm um, sorry. The, um, yeah. Yeah. The working hands podcast earlier on my way back from work. Cause they did like a two part uh, mashup like we did with uh, work for it where they had, um, themselves and the makeshift, uh, podcast guys okay. who they actually did the, uh, the, um, Ferris rasps knife challenge at maker camera. If you saw them like, mm-hmm. you know, out of, but they did that. It was like the four of them did a challenge and they, they all made the maker makers knives. And then, uh, uncle Sam Metalworks, I think his name is, um, he kind of did this like chopping test with them, but they were talking about, um, the what was I going with this? Something about hands, something about oh, oh, the hand eye coordination. They're saying like it's really cool because there are all these, like, these you know, really skilled artisans and craftsmen and makers at Baker Camp in their specific field. But because when you get to a certain level of expertise in what you do, it takes a level of hand-eye coordination and a level of maker knowledge. So then when you shift that to something else, like they might go from the blacksmith tent over the woodworking tent and going to like turn a pen where they're used to making hammers, you know, there's this level of coordination that we have as makers that you can kind of shift into another field and pick it up quickly, you know, and get this, okay, it takes this here. Okay. Okay. You kind of understand what you need to do. All right. And you jump into it, you know, so you, so it was cool hearing them talk about that as well. This like being able to shift this, the, the ability to be a maker, you know, either like you focus on one thing, you could still shift into another thing and you have this natural proclivity all the, all off the bat right away to be, you know, like an athlete, right? Someone who's athletic might be able to play soccer and basketball and lacrosse because you have good hand-eye coordination and you're agile and, you know, coordinated. So that type of thing. So it was, uh, that was an interesting point of conversation. Yeah. There was so many different, uh, viewpoints and stuff and yeah. it was great and everyone seemed to have fun with it and uh got a nice not like a lot of nice comments from uh jimmy DeResta to everyone else who was in the video and, and other yeah. other people just over instagram and youtube and it was yeah it's nice so hopefully more people see it but what can you do for an interview yeah. thing you know I, I don't know but i'm glad the people that we like and respect saw it and uh it, it will live on yeah, I like uh, the very first comment on the video was the word boring in all caps. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's hilarious. Was that the first one? That was the first one. I, it was It was either the first or the second. When I first, when I saw it, it was the first one. And then the second comment I saw was Dennis Tyrell and he was, you know, very complimentary. And then I went and I saw that there was one response to that uh comment so i went and checked it out it was dennis responding to that person being like if you don't like it you don't need to watch and you also don't need to make any comments here and i was like oh thanks dennis exactly yeah don't say anything at all and then dave bauer commented as well he's like all right i'm expecting to see your take on this type of thing you know then we'll see how well you do it that's great (laughs) so yeah it was that was funny though i thought that was great but then you know obviously all the rest of the comments everything has been really positive so far so it's cool. It's really nice. And like you said, I mean, that this type of video, this is not a, you know, it's, it's not a, uh, like we didn't expect it to be like a, a great, like tons and tons of people are going to watch it because that's, I mean, yeah, there's, there's, it's such a specific thing, you know, like maker camp is there were 700 people there. Right. So the fact that we already have whatever it is, you know, like over that number of views is a positive. <laughs> so it's like right, right, right. okay yeah <laughs> like what are you gonna do you know we have that's true uh, that's right. a good way to look at it more people saw it than were at maker camp right yeah so right if we, if we has, saw if we yeah. sat all of maker camp down and had them watch one of our videos we'd be happy right exactly like, oh this is great <laughs> yeah. everyone here's watching so yeah yeah but, that's um, uh 1138 views so there you go yeah and 101 thumbs ups and three thumbs downs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad it's, it's done too. That was a, a beast. Yeah. To, to shift around and try to figure out. And yeah, I did a lot of 
reshifting and moving and changing music and yeah and also i mean you had to like you had to listen to each uh interview yeah. and yeah. then pick yeah. out parts that work together so it's not like just picking out bits of making until they make sense in an order you know it's like you like had to understand each of these conversations and then put them together you know so yeah i definitely uh appreciate that and and, and the the other thing i mean at least luckily i was there for them as well not that right. I could 100% pay attention to what they were saying as much, but I, at least I had a general idea of what they were kind of talking about, you know? Yeah. Like, I right. remember this guy was kind of positive about this, or this guy right. spoke about this kind of eloquently, but... Yeah. It's out there, so check it out, folks. It's... Yeah. It's 25 minutes of... Wit and wisdom, like we said. <laughs> Dustin's yeah, we, only Dustin's in it for three and a half seconds. <laughs> Welcome to Baker Camp. And his and hand, my voice, and his hand and, is yeah. there, and his laughter's my there. Hand. <laughs> you got little like inputs here and there, like you can hear me in the background, like commenting. Oh, blah, 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 blah. you know, I like that. It was funny. It, 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 it would almost be worse. If, well, not worse, but if it went hugely viral, it's like wow, the, we we took Dustin out of the video and you know, <laughs> we blew up. <laughs> Like, uh, that's right. I'll come back. I know, right? More videos of just me doing interviews. All right, just, cool, just hold it. this mic. Cool. All right, let's go. <laughs> My janky mic. <laughs> yeah. Which was Who great. Else? Yeah, it was great. Somebody else commented on the mic, too. Justin that, did. It was, oh, yeah. That's right. Because he's like, ah, you know, that's maker stuff. You were talking about uh, doing this, uh, your your mic and building that. That's yeah. maker stuff. Right, right. And, and when Jimmy said janky mic and you laughed, it was at first, I was like, oh, man, he's making fun of our mic. But then going back and listening to it, he was saying that inspiration comes from anywhere. Right. Yeah. And that it was kind of like, oh, he's like, oh, that's cool. Like, you got this janky. It's it's a handmade mic. Handmade. Right. Exactly. Like, and he, like, like, reversed, like, oh, he reversed hey, engineered it, like, really quick. Right. Like, he okay, was I like, see yeah, that you yeah, cut you, it out and you right. flat and you rolled it. And, yeah. <laughs> I was he's like, like hey. He's like, you take things apart in your mind and you, you get inspired by other things. And, and, right. At first, I and I didn't think he was mean or anything, but at the no, time, I was yeah. just like, "Oh, damn, he's making fun of our mic." <laughs> but then watching come back to, it, I was like, "Oh, he, he liked it." And he was saying that it's that was just the word that came to mind because it is janky because it's just right. this metal like thing. It's not a professional mic. He's he's been around yeah professional crews for years and years, so he's like, "Oh, you got this little janky mic set up, but it it works." And I see how you did it, and you take things apart in your mind and, and get right. inspired that way. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, he was. It was like a. It was. It was a slid in comment, you know, saying that even something like this little handmade mic, which, you know, and honestly, it took me an hour to make, right, or maybe an hour or two to make, and it was just it had to work for the thing. So it was like perfect that he like noticed it and then you know, added it into the idea of something that can inspire you. You see how something's made, and you find inspiration everywhere. That was cool. Yeah. So, good stuff. Yeah, and uh, you're working on another video right now, which is going to come out in the next couple of days. Yeah, it's done. It's up to step nine. Oh, right on. Nice. So pretty much yeah. just needs to be the axe. I mean, we can we talk? Yeah, we can. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so we're doing, I mean, I think we alluded I to it a couple of times did. before. Yeah, we're doing, uh, you know, kind of a kind of a collaboration, more of just kind of like a... <laughs> You almost covered that cough up completely. With did I not? Oh, did I? <laughs> you didn't get it all. It's like that. Ah! <laughs> um, yeah. So, so Brandon Roos from Whiskey River reached out to us and you know wanted to do kind of a, a little bit of a partnership and send us some stuff and uh, and then we um, made a video on hanging an axe on one of the thirty C handles they have. They actually just sent up an email today. Um, today is Thursday. This episode is coming out tomorrow on Friday, but he did put out an email and put new uh, 30C handles on his website, which go really quickly because they're his like, you know, premium vintage line, which are really beautiful and uh, made from a vintage handle blank that he found or he acquired, has made a few little adjustments over time and modifications, but really has like kind of honed in on this really beautiful, slim vintage you know shapey handle mm -hmm. um so he sent us a couple and we made uh, a video and the idea was he wanted to use our video or he will be using our video to show people how to hang an axe on the handle 
I mean, he had gotten a couple of different questions and responses and people, you know, were, were asking how to do it and saying like, you know, maybe the eye is too big, blah, blah, blah. They would go back and forth. And so he wanted something to like someone to show people how to hang these, hang an axle on these, um, you know, vintage handles, the 30 C handles. And so he wanted to send us a couple and sent us some wedges and stuff. And, and I've worked with Brandon over the years and, you know, kind of back and forth, you know, small, small companies and small businesses like us and him helping each other out. And so, uh, yeah, so we made the video and it's, I mean, it's, it's our content anyway. So it's not like we were making something that we've never done before. We, we, people love our X videos and, you know, they do pretty well. So, we're happy to uh, do one, and then it has a little bit more purpose. And the other thing is he's going to be sending out an email um, to his clientele, and then also when he sells a 30C, email, 30C handle, he'll send out an email, and, and a link to our video will be in that email. So people who buy them will then have a link directly to our video if they want to see how to make them. So I we had the idea to do like the steps. So we did 10 steps, like 10 easy steps to hanging an axe kind of figured out what those steps were kind of you know wrote them out like we did with the uh, the leather sheath video and then you know kind of worked through step by step like step one this is what you do step two and just so to show those steps in a way that kind of breaks it down into a you know a manageable thing you know so 10 steps it's funny because in my mind hanging an axe is a lot less than 10 steps but then when i write things out and be like oh i guess i do do this and this and this you know there's like these kind of specific things that that make it important to do, um, you know, that are important to do to make it work well and hang well and, and last. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean that, I feel like that happens every time we're making anything you're like, Oh, well with this knife, we just got to sharpen it up and do this. And then, but then you're like, well, we got to sand these first and then the bevels have to go in and we got to do the And so you end up doing yeah. like <laughs> seven things when you're like, Oh, we're just going to do this next. Right. Exactly. So yeah. I think to have it, a, um, clean written out thing that someone yeah. can follow yeah like it's it's not like the um maker video but it's you're you're writing in fast right. motion it's not the same overlay thing that we did but right. I, it's it's you saying it and you're writing it. step one do this this and this and then we see mm. you doing it and you kind of explain a little bit more in depth about each step so it's pretty right. straightforward i'm not, we're not skipping a lot it's not that long a video but it's not that short either it's like I think it's going to sit around 20 minutes. So Nice. Yeah. It's not a crazy long one because it's, I mean, hanging X handle wasn't super intensive, but you also, uh, you sh shape some parts of the handle and obviously there's other things yep. and, you, and you're talking. There's a few segments where I didn't want to break up what you were saying because right. I wanted to keep it as one concise thought. You know, I didn't want right. yeah. to edit it down too much like always. I, I didn't want to lose, lose information for the um, the sake of time or whatever yes, for the sake of making it yeah. two minutes faster like it's a music video which it's not so we, we, I, right. I, want, I want you to sit down pay attention and have a nice relaxing time watching it and hopefully if you are hanging it and you're new to it or whatever you can go step by step and go yeah step one oh he did this and watch it and you could do it right along with him like some some cooking show or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no. Right. No, yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, some of the, my best comments I've gotten on videos over the years are the ones where, where we kind of lay it out in, you know, in steps or like talk about, this is what you want to do first this is what you do next and kind of give you those a little bit more in depth, you know, uh, look at how I think about breaking down, you know, making something. And right. a lot of people like really like those and they reach back out and they want to get the list and they want to like, you know, they, they, they tell me how, like they, they follow along and, and then they'll send me pictures of the work they've done. And, you know, like, check this out. This is what I did following your tutorial and your list, blah, blah, blah. You know? So yeah, they, um, you know, I think there's definitely like a very, there's, there's a lot of benefit to that type of uh, video out there. So, you know, you know, a lot of, a lot yeah. of the maker content online is not how to videos. And a lot of what we do is not straight up how to videos, but, but, you know, there's something important about teaching, what you're doing and talking through it and, you know, and, 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 uh, illustrating those things that are not uh, given when you're watching someone make it, 
right. you know, when you see like a video of someone blacksmithing or something and they're, and it's like a real quick video and it's all about the, you know, the flash and the hammer and the fire. And, you know, there's all these like little, uh, intricacies and, you know, li little things that make what they're doing, you know, ha ha holding the hammer a certain way or, or leaning into a certain way, or, you know, like there are little things that, that could really benefit, you know, if you added five more minutes or 10 more minutes to a video like that, where you're like, Oh, now I can actually try this thing because I've gotten a little bit of, um, you know, th this miniature version of teach uh, taking a class and having something tell you the things that are a little bit different or that are they're specific yeah. about what you're doing that make it that much better to, and that much easier to try on your own. Right. And it, it helps that you have someone ignorant about most of those things next to you <laughs> to say, wait, what was that? Yeah. Why, why, are, you why that? are you doing that? Right. Oh, okay. You want to? Should we talk about that? Do you want to talk? Okay, let's talk about it. Yeah. Or you'll go. No, I'm fine. Like, okay, cool. Let's move on. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like. Yeah. Or you're like, oh, yeah. no, I already said. I already said that. Like, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, moving. so that'd be good. So that'll that'll that video should be out in the next day or two, and um, and then. Those of you who are so inspired want to head over to Whiskey River and pick up some axe handles or wedges or whatever it is you want to get. And, you know, Brandon does a really cool thing now where he's doing a uh, like a, a live auction um, or maybe not live, but a, an auction where he'll have a bunch of vintage axes and handles and all sorts of cool stuff that you can uh, purchase through his website. So some of these things that you may never find in the wild, as they say, quote unquote, in the wild. Um, and if you did want to pick up, you know, a cool vintage axe head or something, you know, you try to find it online, it might be a ridiculous amount of money potentially. So Brandon's like buying up these different collections of people's axes and then he's, and then he's reselling them or putting up an auction where you can have a few people who are kind of going after something. So you might be able to get it for a decent price. Um, yeah. so that's kind of cool to check out. If you're going to do that or you're going to buy one of these handles, go through our our whatever affiliate link affiliate link yeah <laughs> and we'll get a little something yeah for, uh, for that but that's yeah that's absolutely about, that's the only really money that's going it's just we want to we just want to work with other people we like so that's what we're just mm -hmm. gonna keep doing and people want to yep. collab and do stuff with and then you know we're not worried about some payday or anything if we respect what you do and we just we want to work with more and more people and just yeah uh, be yeah. out there and and, yeah. and build relationships and and be happy with the products that we're using and with the people that we're working with. That that's the main thing. Yeah, and Brandon's just such a good dude, you know. So those are the people yeah. we want to work with, you know. Um, He's a good guy, good guy. Um, so what have you been up to? I know we're going to wrap it up somewhat soon, not to spoil yeah. it, but what, what what have you been doing? <laughs> um, so I actually went camping last weekend and. Oh, which was awesome. It was a beautiful weekend to go camping. It was like cool at night, you know, it was in like the low fifties. So it was like nice and cool in the tent. And, um, and then in the, in the sixties, you know, in the middle during the day, like high fifties, sixties and stuff it was perfect. And we had like a fire going the whole time and, and nothing, nothing big planned. It was just like sit around and hang out and yeah. drink and have a bunch of good food and <laughs> sit by the fire and good conversations. Now and that, like that, that's a nice <laughs> uh, juxtaposition from Maker Camp. And I, yeah, I love Maker right. Camp, but we are moving and working and talking, and it is yep. nonstop. It is yep. not a relaxing <laughs> trip. It is a uh, exciting trip and a fun yeah. and and crazy interesting trip but it's not relaxing it's not right and we are used to relaxing camping pretty much yeah yeah it's like like the the uh, cliche of of you know or not the, the of like your cup is full right and we talked about that last mm -hmm. week but but like maker camp is that you're you're just constantly getting your cup poured into the whole time <laughs> just full, full 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 so it's not it's not relaxing because you're taking in so much and you're talking to so many people and you're doing things you're hanging out and like from when you wake up until you go to bed it's like non-stop non-stop awesome awesome the whole time but non-stop you know that's that's what's so cool about it um but yeah just being able to like that against the second camping weekend in a row where it was just a couple families and a bunch of kids that were having fun you know so all the kids were kind of managing themselves and the adults were just hanging around and chatting and, you know, some quiet stuff and, you know, some like just really nice, really calm, really like comfortable. It was, it was really cool. And then, um, on Sunday we came back 
from camping on the way, I stopped at a uh, um, uh, flea market, an indoor flea market, uh, antique mall type thing in Emmitsburg, Maryland, and uh, it was a big indoor market. It was really good, and they had um, they had a couple really nice you know tool booths, which I'm always looking for. Um, but I did find uh, I found a couple axe heads, which I'm always looking for, of course, and I I found a Mora knife, which is nice. I don't you know you. Like Mora knives are are not expensive. I think it was like fourteen dollars, and if you buy them online, they're like eighteen dollars or you know twenty bucks, depending on you know forty is like the most expensive Mora there is, and that's like the Garberg, which is specifically designed and made for bushcrafting, you know. Mm. But even that is like, as opposed to any other, um, you know, individual maker made something, which would be a couple hundred dollars. You know, it's still yeah. really cheap. So I found that, and I got it. Was it? How much was it? Fourteen dollars. Oh, okay. Yeah, so just like a, a simple carbon steel, you know, kind of bushcrafty knife with a with a plastic handle um, that like you know snaps in like a the same type of like Kydex type thing, but made out of plastic. They're really great knives. They're for the for the price and what you get. They're awesome. So I picked one up for fun. Got a couple axe heads for I got a boy's axe, um, like a two pound boy's axe, and then a three pound um, full size single bit axe for ten bucks each. And then I found I was walking around. And I see a pair of sheep shears, and yeah. I had recently, a couple weeks ago, I got another pair of sheep shears, <laughs> and with the intent to uh, make a couple knives yeah. out of sheep shears. And I had seen someone do it a while back, maybe sometime within the last year. I saw a post on Instagram, and someone had made um, a knife out of sheep shears. So you like cut, they come in, you know, one thing. It's like scissors, like the old school scissors to to shear sheep, and then you cut off the spring part on the back, and it, you have these two blades on handles that are already basically ready to be turned into a knife and the handle is like a half it's a um it's like a half of a cylinder right so it's like a half circle of a cylinder that goes down and then all you have to do is basically sand and fit a piece of wood or something handle material to fit into that and then you can you know attach it and then you have a full handle and then you have this like really cool great shape i love the shape of the shears they're all this kind of really nice kind of chef's knife petty knife shape um and uh yeah so i had this idea to try that try my hand at that and so i found a pair there for like five bucks and then i found another pair for nine bucks so i got two more pairs so i actually had three pairs um <laughs> so <laughs> so i so i made one as like i wanted to do one as kind of a like a prototype you know a demo like let me try one and then uh with the intention that we'll do a we'll do a couple more for a video so um yeah no, that'd, that'd be great i i love the idea of uh doing something that's already half built yeah right <laughs> like, there's no time at all <laughs> this is great we don't have to shape the metal or anything a lot less grinding just got to put an edge on it this is yeah awesome. exactly yeah no and yeah they're so cool and like you know, I I was try, I was thinking because you, almost always when I'm when I'm thinking about making stuff, it's always something for myself. And these automatically, I thought like, oh, what a cool way to make something that I can sell. You know, like yeah. like I have chef's knives and stuff, and these are all they're about like a the the heel is about two inches or inch and three quarters, something like that. So they actually fit into my knife block really well in my house, like with the standard chef's knife. You know, so I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, they fit into a standard knife block and. Um, I, I looked when I started thinking about it again, I looked on Instagram and on Google at other sheep shear knives and I just wasn't happy with the way other people have done the handles. Like some of them were cool, but I would say like 90% of what I'd seen on Instagram, I wasn't happy with, you know, it was like, just, just didn't feel right. They felt either clunky or too curvy or like heavy on the end. And so I needed like something about it. I don't know. It was like, it needed to be lighter at the end of the handle, like the pommel end, you know, because something about the hand, the way that the, the knives are designed. So I kind of had this idea in my mind that it would, it would start up near the bolster and it would kind of widen out kind of in the middle of your hand. And then it would, it had this like longer taper at the end that would get kind of skinny at the end. And so that was kind of in my mind. And, um, I drew out a design real quickly at work. And then I, I made the first one last night and I'm super, super happy with the design, how it turned out. It definitely feels like what I wanted to. It's a little bit longer than a typical knife handle, but there's something really nice about that, that it like kind of, it hangs out behind. I don't know. It's just, it just feels really nice. And so 
I made the first one at Osage, and then I did the second one this evening out of uh, Desert Ironwood. So I have these two, like a brown and yellow, that are you know side by side. So it's really cool. I'm really excited. I've, I've just done the rough shaping of the handles, so like now I have to do all the sanding and polishing and stuff, and then oiling. I get them all like get the handles done really well, and then I'll glue them in, and then I'll um, and then I'll then I'll drill and rivet. I think I think that's the order that I'm going to do it. I have to kind of figure it out but this is the one this is this is the pair that i'm doing first to figure out all the all the techniques and what works well and then and then we'll we'll do a video so yeah heck yeah they're cool looking i, I really I'm, like them i'm excited i also want to do before it gets too cold we got to do a uh a rock balancing video with Derek. Mm, mm-hmm. so hopefully get him in the next couple of weeks like we'll, we'll pick a warm day while, yeah while we he can still stand the <laughs> being in the river yeah we'll, we'll have to get him some uh waders or something but that yeah. would be see that that'd be a funny video him him with like uh rubber waders and, and a winter coat on and a hat still like <laughs> squatting in the river you know <laughs> yeah like no yeah, one no great. one does this in the winter well, it's like uh, Andy Goldsworthy. He he does a lot of uh, you know site specific installation and sculpture with stuff. But he does like some stuff in the winter and some stuff in the summer. And yeah, he's always like bundled up in like crazy gloves and stuff. And so that's I think Derek is like the the Andy Goldsworthy. He you know he does like cairns and stuff with rocks as well. And does a lot of like balancing things. And he'll take like icicles and in the winter he'll break off icicles and he'll put them back together. You know, in like he'll like hold them together and and like let the water like refreeze them back into like crazy shapes and stuff. So, yeah, it's cool stuff. But yeah. but that was really good. It was really fun to. Um, I mean, it's always fun to go to a flea market. But I just asked a bunch of people like, what's their favorite thing? What's the thing they're always looking for at flea markets? Um, and so I was kind of looking looking for some of those things. Like every time I'd come across a booth that had like records in it you know i like kind of glimpse at the records and see like are these good records are these like you know the christmas albums or like the old like 70s you know yeah, like, like yeah engelbert humperdinck that guy he sold a million records yeah right <laughs> you always find them <laughs> no i was at an antique mall today oh nice which one one up in shrewsbury um mm-hmm. it's nice the one, that, the one that's big. back a little bit yeah, like it's, it's back off little... the road it's a little it's not you're not gonna find big deals. It's it's pretty right. it's a pretty high end one to yep. a degree. Not not like an antique shop high end, but you know pretty yeah. expensive. But I found some records and we end up always now it's just we're finding stuff for Maeve at the time. Nice. <laughs> like old books and toys and we yeah. found a Disney record and then I found a um soundtrack of the Jimi Hendrix documentary that was made in like the seventies, and oh, I, nice. I had I had it on DVD and I loved it. And there's this he, he does this acoustic song on a twelve string, and it's just him oh. and there's this white background. And I always loved that song. And oh that song, yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah, yeah, that, that song's on this record. So and it, it's yeah, I was like oh man, so I picked that up. It was only ten bucks. Uh, the only nice. problem is they they put them a lot. A lot of people do it. They wrap them in plastic. Right, so you'd have to like open it up because you want to check if the record's good. So you're kind of gambling, but for ten bucks, wasn't that bad? Yeah, and I have, actually haven't looked at it because we put the Disney one on first. But <laughs> <laughs> Disney one's pristine. <laughs> good. That's that's a positive. I feel, I feel like half uh, yeah. the time, if the cover is in good shape, you can usually the rest of it. Yeah, give or take, will will be okay. Yeah, yeah. I've so gotten some. Good, I've gotten a couple good things from that that ain't too small as yeah, well in the past. It's cool. It's got it's it's just an interesting place. They got a lot of good stuff, even if you don't yeah. buy it. You only have, you only have to look at you only have to look at one thing in a booth to know if it's overpriced or underpriced. You know? Yeah, you know, right. Well, this, this is what they're pricing stuff at. All right. Right. Yep. But yeah, so, there's a uh, yeah. there's a um, a fireman's axe there, and that's been there every time I've gone back, and it's it's like 160 bucks or something. It's a B and O railroad fireman's axe, which is pretty cool. But I've seen it. It's like kind of migrated around from different booths and stuff before. But uh, but yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's still here. It's still not getting sold, <laughs> you know. Like, but uh, yeah, I found a couple good things there. I found some old tools and stuff. That that um, 
there's that section that goes upstairs. You know, you like start on the, the top level mm -hmm. and then it goes down to the bottom level. But if you go straight ahead, there's a part that goes up to yeah. another top level and then down. I found a couple of cool things up there because they've got some tools and stuff up there. So, or at least they have, you know, antique malls always change, which is kind of cool. Yeah. You know, different people coming in, but, but it's yeah, always fun. So, um, did that. I've been looking for old cameras. I got an idea I want to do, and I'll talk about it now. But I've been looking. Oh, yeah. Uh, they call them toy cameras. They're basically just cheap, cheap plastic cameras. Mm -hmm. um, but they, you get really cool, inter interesting photos because there's light leaks and the lenses are like plastic half the mm, time. Right. So you get these weird, distorted images, which are cool, man. Like, obviously, we I can get a perfect clear shot. Right. Or, you know, you've got the nice Nikon, or I don't know if I still have it, and then I have my my DSLR and, and my Nikon. My di like yeah, if I want to get right. really nice photos, I can get that. But there's something cool about an old toy camera that's a little messed up. And and all it, it inspired me because I saw um, who someone put out, I don't know if it's Kodak or something, they put out a, uh, I think they call it half frame, where mm -hmm. they, they split 35 millimeter frame into two, so you get double the exposures for every roll. Oh, cool! And it's it's thinner. It's it, it got me interested in it because I was like, then you're taking shots that the format is actually like a phone, All right? So tall. You can, you can take yeah. these kind of tall photos, mm -hmm. and not to mention you get double the shots on every roll, <laughs> right? So you're getting like <laughs> seventy some shots if you have a thirty, what thirty two, yeah, thirty two, like right? Yeah, crazy. So, and and it's it's going to be less quality, obviously, because you're taking a picture on on half the half the format of what it would right. be. But that's right. the cool thing. Some grain and and light leak and things like that and warpage and, and all that stuff. so I've got some ideas and we'll we'll work on that later. Uh, I'll share if I can figure out how to do what I want to do, we'll share it and talk about it. Yeah, that'd be cool. I know like when you sent me that idea and we we're thinking about I was kinda of thinking about through the different ways to achieve what you want to achieve and it could be an interesting um, you know, an interesting problem solving mm -hmm. thing. So, you know, design, try to figure out how to make it work. So, but yeah, like you said, we can, we can talk about that more in the future. I know. Right. Yeah. I, I did say, um, who was it? Uh, Dave Picciuto, um, from, uh, make something on YouTube. He, he did a, a video on taking an old roll of film. He like found an unopened roll of film from, a long time ago and so he he took a couple rolls took a couple uh you know rolls of film out and took a bunch of pictures and stuff and and got them developed and it was that whole thing it was like there's you know film degrades over time if, oh, especially yeah, if you're not great. using it you know so you get all these like crazy things and he said yeah like funky colors and you know weird things that happen to it so he got a, a lot of really cool stuff so yeah. if you guys want to check something out like that you can check out uh his channel as well and see he does some cool stuff with photography yeah so, cool. I've been doing that and editing and and working and we're we're back to it soon. And let's keep at it. Um, Sweet. Right anything on. else? Do you want to do recommendations? Sure. Yeah. Um, my recommendation this week is uh, Baker Forge and Tool on Instagram. Um, I just found uh, this um, Instagram page, and they do some amazing knife making. Um, it's a it's a company they they say that it's like a metal um hold on, let me see i'm trying to look it up real quick uh baker forge and let's see accounts um what it says is like a metal supplier that's what it calls itself um i think there's a couple people who are you know making uh knives and things but they specialize in um bronze my and copper my and damascus and things so like they're they're putting in the different colors and that's something that like hasn't piqued my interest all that much you know i like i like the look of them sometimes but i'm always kind of like eh. you know like i don't know there's maybe that's a little bit too over the top for my aesthetic you know like i'm a very like function over form type of person in most things you know i like the function to be i like the function to drive the form um, so, but, but this is some pretty spectacular, um, different types of Damascus and, uh, you know, 
bronze my and copper my you know adding copper and bronze into it and getting these different patterns and they um they have this other thing that they do in some of the knives where they have a fuller is is the like um the concavity that's ground in as like they'll call it like a blood groove or something like that you know so you have this like kind of groove in it that takes away some material and adds whatever to it um well some they they have this kind of like serpentine winding um i don't know what you call the opposite of a fuller it's like coming up out of the steel instead of cutting down into it it's coming up so they get this like kind of funky you know serpentine thing that winds its way up the blade on some of their blades that's like a a negative of a fuller and it's like just super cool you know it's like I don't understand. I guess they start with a thicker piece of material and then grind down into it to make this mm-hmm. thing stick up out of it. And it's just really cool. And then, you know, the way they, the way they're doing different types of, um, the, what they call copper mascus and stuff. It's really beautiful work. And they, they also do a ton of awesome, um, reels and things just showing the making of this different stuff. So check it out on Instagram, Baker forge and tool. Um, lots of cool things. Right on. Um, did I say I had a recommendation earlier? You did. did I yeah, cheat? What was it? What was it? <laughs> I don't remember. Um, um, I'll, um, a video, a show. I, I don't uh, know. That's all right. Uh, um, <laughs> I don't know if I recommend it already, but the I'll just do a show. Um, did I already say Andor, the Star Wars show? No, I don't think so. Not not yet. Oh, dude, it's so good. Oh, nice. So good. Like, um, Obi-Wan was disappointing, but Andor is surprisingly amazing. Mm. So nice. really good. It's worth getting a uh, a Disney thing for a month and just yeah. watch, watch that. Um, I, don't, I don't know what it is. It's just done right. I think it kind of went under the radar with mm-hmm. all the other shows that came around. Yeah, right. And it's just this great, <laughs> like prequel to a prequel like there was that rogue one movie yeah but this is before that and that the one guy Andor, it's like about him and what he goes through but it's all the characters around him. but um just every character so well done and there's this weird like it's a slower pace and it's simpler mm. it's like just simple storylines that are exciting but simple you don't have to throw twists and big epic things, even though there is that. But they do like, I think what they're doing is like little three episode arcs for this season. So there's like something going on, and then three episodes, they kind of resolve it, and then they move on to the next thing. It's like mm. these mini stories cool. within this this broad story. And um, yeah, every actor is great and likable, and it's just really well done and really interesting and yeah, it's it's great. So you know, if you're into that stuff, go watch Andor because it's it's awesome. Nice, right on. Yeah, I've, I've definitely been. Uh, that's been on my radar for something to watch. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm still working through the original Game of Thrones series to mm-hmm. get to the end of that, so that I can watch the House of the Dragon. Oh, and House of Dragon. <laughs> too. Yeah, right, I, yeah. I really talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> but Andor, man, so. Andor is is the best. I think it's like the best Star Wars thing since. I don't know. It's it's got to be like one of my favorite Star Wars things ever. Nice. It's like Mandalorian and yeah, stuff Mando. And... Yeah, Mando, Mandalorian and that like there. It's it's right up there with that to me. Nice. Right on. Sweet. Cool. All right. Well, another another week in the books. Um, I have some other stuff to talk about, but that can go on to next week, like always. Um, go ahead and check out our, uh, our latest YouTube video on YouTube with the, you know, just titled maker, you know, which is, I thought that was fun. Um, and, uh, you know, lots of really cool perspectives on what it is to be a maker or, you know, maker centric ideas and things. So if you're interested in that type of thing, head over to YouTube and check those out and subscribe and like, and let us know what you think and comment all those things. Um, you know, as you know, if you listen, we talk about them all the time. They really, uh, they're important to us, so thank you to all of you who do that. Um, you guys can also head over to Instagram and follow both Devin and I there, uh, at the Art of Craftsmanship for myself and at the Art of Camera Guy. Devin puts up 
lots of fun stuff as well. Or I'm going to say lots of fun stuff, but puts up fun stuff occasionally. <laughs> and I am, uh, I am a support for the Art of Craftsmanship Institute. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. It's great. I, it's it's fun to see the things that you put up because it's from it's from your perspective on stuff, which is just fun. Um, like you're the misspelled title, which the I didn't catch until it was like done. <laughs> That's one of those words that I spell wrong often. Not, not, it's like, so the word is create, C-R-E-A-T-E, but I just did like C-R-E-A-T, <laughs> left the E off. I was like looking through, I was like, what did I spell wrong? I'm like, I got financial, right? You know, like, I'm like looking, 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 I was like, oh, dang, missed the E. <laughs> well, and the tip is in what I said. I right. Like, I said, I would create in capital, I did the caps, the uh, word right, spelled yeah. correctly. <laughs> yeah. I would create a spell check and it just bust me down a little bit but yeah <laughs> i missed good. it we both stood there and watched you write it and we're like okay, yeah cool next one and then i edited it and put it together and did it and then yeah and there I, were even I, like even like words where i'd like mess it up a little bit and kind of fixed as i went you know which is yeah. fine too. i didn't mind those you know and um yeah oh man and I, maybe we talked about that but i think it, it turned out great yeah so absolutely nice to have so to nice see it. Yeah. you can see a little bit of the hand and you can see the words being erased as you go you know, towards the second line of stuff, but it's this weird, like handmade thing. It's great. I think they're really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. It turned out really good. Yeah. Fun stuff. So check that out. And, uh, yeah, check out Devin busting my balls on Instagram, <laughs> which is always fun. And, uh, yeah. And then if you, if you guys are so inspired and want to head over to patreon.com forward slash the other craftsmanship and support us there, it makes a big difference. Um, there are lots of different levels over there, and so you can support us at any level. Um, and you just uh, that all that support goes back into the channel and back into the podcast, and uh, lets us keep doing this as much as we want to do it. And you know, the more support, the more we want to do it, <laughs> or maybe the more the more uh, inspiration we have to keep going, which is great. <laughs> so for those of you who have inspired us that way, thank you so much. And if you just want to listen for free, that's great too. Maybe just share it with somebody, uh, leave us a rating somewhere and, uh, tell your friends about the podcast and all the fun stuff. And it just, it's a, it's a community that we are trying to, um, continue to build. So tell everyone us, who supports us that way, tell your rich friend to support us financially. And exactly. Yeah. There you go. Oh, <laughs> Sweet. And maybe keep your eye out on Instagram for some uh some sheep shear knives coming up because I'm gonna th I think I'm gonna post them there for sale when I finish them. So Sweet. we'll see. I started uh, start making a little side money, a little side hustle. <laughs> cool. Alright everybody, thank you all so much for listening, and we will talk to you next time. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.